You're listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast. This morning we're privileged to have our dear friend, and uh, he's a pastor, he's a teacher, and he's traveled in 62 nations of the world to all kinds of settings sharing the love of God. His church is in Uppsala, Sweden, Word of Life, and he's one of the pastors there. He served faithfully with his senior pastor, uh, Pastor Ove Ekman, for the last number of years. And uh, they have Bible schools around the world. He's done, they did an amazing work in Russia. He wrote a book on it, To Russia with Love. And what a story that was. And uh, we'll get that book back in. And, and uh, some of you haven't had a chance to read that. But it's an amazing story of how God impacted the nation of Russia before the fall of the curtain there. But this morning, you're in for a treat. We had an amazing time last night in that healing school. And uh, we should get that message up on the Internet as well. So if you missed it, that you can listen to it there. Uh, but this morning, we had a great time, that first service. And uh, so would you just look at your neighbor and say, you're in for a treat this morning. And then look at your other neighbor and say, I'm glad I'm sitting beside you. (laughs) All right. Now, would you stand with me and give uh, Pastor Carl Gustav a real warm Vancouver welcome and Coastal Church welcome. God bless you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Well, that's very nice of you. <laughs> I, I feel home here. It's, it's coming home every time, homecoming for me. And uh, I've been so blessed just by being here and, and meet you these days. Tonight I fly to London, so <clears throat> I have to hurry up, preach fast. Jesus is coming soon and I have to fly. <laughs> so, um, but we are so excited to be with you. And every time I come here, I get fresh, refreshed in my spirit. Really, I am I'm so refreshed to be with you. Many greetings from my house, home, my family, my wife, and the kids. And uh, we, are, you know, I have five kids. I have one wife and uh, <laughs> seven grandkids. And number eight is coming soon. I heard, so it's a, it's a secret. I should not supposed to tell it, but uh, I have five kids. I don't tell who is going to give birth to it. Well, praise God. We are so excited to be with you. And, and I will go right into my sermon because, you know, we have a limit of time here. But uh, this morning, I want to share something that's been on my heart for a couple of weeks. And uh, I titled it like this, Dare to Speak Out Your Victory. Dare to say victory. Dare to speak victory when there is no victory. Or with other words, you can say it, uh, Dare to meet Goliath. Not with a shut mouth or closed mouth, but with an open mouth. When you meet the giants in your, li- your life, you cannot be, be silent. You have to speak. Some, I don't know if you've been in a situation where difficult, things are difficult for you. And, and, and it's like you don't want to say anything. You just want to be quiet. You don't want to look yourself in, in the corner and, say, and wait for the, for the, to the storm to blow over. Or, or you don't want to say anything. But, you know, I think in the midst of things we go through, it's time for us to dare to speak the victory. Amen. Amen. To dare to lift our voices up and say things. 
You know, I mean, they say, no, who, you're lying. You cannot say anything. You, you have your suffering. You, I mean, you have a bad time. Don't say anything. Who do you think you are? You are lying when you say that. No, the Bible says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. Which means that in your mouth, between your ears, is a little, little thing called the tongue. You have one also if you check. Amen. I mean, even the Bible talks in, in James, the third chapter, that, that the tongue is like a little rudder, rudder you know, on the, on the boat. You know, these big ships out in the, in the ocean. They have, the, you know how they steer? With a little, the, the captain stands like this up there, and, and there's a rudder behind the engine, and go down, and that can determine the way the ship goes. Same with your life. God has given you a tongue. You can speak negatively, you can speak positively. You can speak the word of God, or you can speak what, what the devil's plans are. You can say blessings, and you can say cursings. With this tongue, you can speak good about people, or you can speak bad about people. It's amazing what we can do with that little thing that God has placed right into our midst here. And, and uh, everybody has it, so, so, I mean, you cannot get rid of your tongue. And please don't. <laughs> But, but it's something beautiful. And you know, I think we shall use our tongue by speaking the right things. Sometimes we speak things over people. I don't know why we speak things over. And, and, and I was in a, in a funeral a few weeks ago. My, my, one of my best friends is a pastor in Ukraine. He has about 400 churches. And his mother died. Um, a little lady, when you see her in the church, she was so, she's so thin, so little, so thin. I mean, it's just skin and bones. And she sit there with her little hat on, like this, you know. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> and just praising the Lord in every meeting. I've seen her for years. And suddenly she got the message, she went home to be with the Lord. And when you meet that, and, and when we were there on the funeral, she was laying on the casket. In Ukraine, they have, also have open caskets. So you, you can see the people on the funeral. And she was laying there smiling. I mean, life was over. She was home with the Lord. She died with a smile on her face. And, and, uh, and, and, and then they played a video about a little sermon she preached just before she died. And she said these words. I'll never get it. He said, I have done sing something all my life. I have blessed my children every day with my mouth. And I have blessed my grandchildren. I have blessed my husband. And she started speaking on the power. And she said, I don't give birth to my children to serve Satan. I like that. A little old lady said that. I didn't give birth to... And she, she, you can see, she, she did, I didn't give birth to... To, to, to my children to serve Satan. I bless them until they find the Lord, he said. Amen. And if you know the story about her, when she got married, she married a person who was not really loving her, but really beating her every day. He was an alcoholic. And he drank so much. And every night he came home. He was be Even sometimes, my friends, when I came home, there was blood all over the kitchen. He was using knives against her. And, 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 and she prayed every day, Lord, let him not cut my face. Only under here. And so, so she and said, I will not leave him. I will stay with him. Every night she bowed down before him when he came home, took off his shoes. Most ladies would have hit him, you know. But she didn't. She hit him with something else, with words of blessings. He said, I blessed him. And I said to him one day, one day you will be one of us and praising Jesus. He said, oh no, I will not be. He said, I hate Baptists and I hate, hate communists. 
What a combination. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but one day, one of our preachers from our church was down preaching under this Lenin statue in Donetsk in, in Ukraine. And he was there to listen to the gospel. And he received Jesus under the communist leader. Even So, I mean, he got what he said, really. You know. Amen. <laughs> he got saved there. And then he became a Baptist. He was baptized. And then he became a Pentecost. He got filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he got baptized in love. And he became such a loving person. So you can't imagine how loving he was. But you know what? On that funeral, that day, all her nine children were standing around her. All were preachers and missionaries. Serving God. The power of the word of God. The power of speaking blessings and cursing. The power of saying things with your word. Words are more, you know, words are carrying out things. I don't know if you've ever had a telephone sometimes in your life and you know it's a bad telephone and you feel the words of that angry person ca calling you. And you, uh, it may be only 10 minutes, but for two weeks you can feel it, you know, it's just oh, there, you know. And, but you know, how wonderful it is to meet the person and say, oh, hello, I love you. Thank you. I, I bless you today. How wonderful it is for me when you come, somebody, you come a priest and you said, oh, good to see you again. Thank you for loving to see me again. Oh, like you gave me a hand right now. That feels good, you know. You lifted your voice and said, hallelujah. You said, oh, go down. We don't want to see him again. You know, oh, what are you doing here, you know? No, words are powerful. Words bring lives. Words bring blessing. When you start to bless, when you use your mouth, so I really believe that we should take a decision of never curse people. Never curse other churches. Always speak well about the whole body of Christ. Amen. Speak well. Bless. There's a power when you use the words right in your mouth. Maybe there are difficulties in life. Maybe you'll go through difficult things. But you know, you don't have to use the words, oh, it will never work. And you sound like some people do in my country. I'm not talking about Canada. I only talk about Sweden now. <laughs> they, they sound like, like the, the ten spies who was going to the, to the, to the promised land, you know. And, 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 and they saw the wonderful thing where they come and it was wonderful there, but I hate the word but. But. It's wonderful, but. So, you know what they sound like? like I, I'm talking about Canada now, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the United States and the rest of the world, but not Canada, okay? <laughs> they sound like an old door on a farm. Uh, who, a very old door when they open it like it. <laughs> Cannot be done. <laughs> oh, what am I? Oh. The only way to get rid of this kind of things and doors is some oil. Amen. Amen. Some oil will help. But there was a guy in that place. His name was Caleb. He started to speak. He said, it's possible. We will take the land. And the Bible says he had another spirit. I want to have another spirit. When all the world is going the wrong way, when everybody's speaking negative, I want to speak faith. I want to speak, God can do this. 
And, and, and there's a story in the Bible. We, we, we read in the second Kings, the fourth chapter, and I think we shall read it. We didn't read it in the first meeting, but I, I, I just feel we should. Some people cannot even see a sermon if you don't read the scripture. I quote all the time, but anyhow. Second Kings, the 22nd verse. Are you following me? And this is a story. And I just, before we go there, just t- tell the story. This was a lady called a Sunamite. Everybody say the Sunamite. Sunamite was a person that, that lived with her husband in a beautiful environment. They had a beautiful house. They had a good life. And one day, the prophet Elisha came by. And he came by, and, and, and they were very nice, so they let him stay in his house. And, and it was beautiful. And one day, the, the wife said... Honey, we, we, we need to make something for this prophet. He make, he make a house for him. So they made an extra apartment on the top of the roof. Just for the prophet. And the Bible says they made a, a, a bed, they made a chair, a, a, a candlestick, internet, and uh, you know, everything that's needed there. You know. So they, they knew he had a good time. And one day he said, we must do something for this lady. Call her up. And she comes up and said... Uh, next year, you will have a baby. Because they didn't have any babies. That was the problem. They couldn't have children. Oh, and, and the Bible says, you know how ladies are when they don't believe and you hear a message. They go, oh, 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 oh. Thank you, yeah, bless you. I said, no, you will have a baby in one year. And in one year, they got a baby. What a joy. And then to, uh, in an old age, you receive a family member more, and, and they've been longing all their life, probably. And suddenly, there was a family member, and it was beautiful. And suddenly, after some years, he, the baby, the boy, not the baby, but the boy is out working with the father on the field, and he got a headache, the Bible says. And like all fathers said, go to mama when they're sick, you know. So he said, go to mama. And they lay down on mama's knee, and, and, uh, and, and there was. A very tragic day. Before the sun went down, the sun died. I mean, you think about that. The sun is dead. There's just tragedy there. And suddenly, everybody started to change. And what shall we do now? And, but this mother, was a very special mother, the Sunamite, she said, just saddle the donkey. We will go. And, and now is the story. And I want to show you this. In Second Kings, the fourth chapter, and, and verse 22. And she called unto her husband and said, Send me, send me, I pray thee, one of you the young men and one of the asses, that I, listen to this, may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore will you go this day? It's neither noon nor Sabbath day. And she said, It shall be well. Hallelujah. She proclaimed something here. Here the sun is dead. Here everything is terrible. Everything is going wrong. And she decided to say with her mouth, it's going to be well. Listen, I have a word for you today. It's going to be well in your life. I said it's going to be well in your life. In your family, in your finances, in your situation. You can say the same. Even if it doesn't look like it's going to happen, you can still say, it's going to be well. 
And she goes and she meets the prophet. And the prophet is on the Mount Carmel. Probably have a sun, sunny vacation there. That was the Hawaii of that time. And verse 25. And she came out and the man of God to the Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her far off. He said to Gehazi the servant. Behold yonder. Is that the Shunammite? Run now I pray thee to meet her. And say unto her. It is well with thee. Is it well with the husband? It is well with the child? And she answered. Listen what she says now. The boy is still dead. It is well. Wow. She had another confession on her mouth. She refused to bow down for that thing. That's it. She dared to say something else. And I think today. I want to encourage you. Whatever circumstance you are in. Whatever circumstance I am in. That we should dare to say with our mouth. It shall be well. It is what people say. It's well. We don't have to say all the negative all the time. We know that. We can share, of course, that with some people. But we don't have to go to everyone and say, Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, Instead say, It is well. God shall have victory in my life. We believe in healing in our family. Amen. We bless this situation. It's going to be well. I really believe that sometimes we must speak to ourselves. Carl, do you mean that you are going around speaking to things? Yep. I confess it right now. Sinners do too. They speak to their cars. Oh, you stupid thing, you never start. <laughs> and they speak to their cars. But we bless our cars. Oh, little beauty. Hallelujah. You start good today. Amen. <laughs> I have, a, I have a brother-in-law. How many have a brother-in-law? These are the people you cannot choose. They just show up in your life, you know. <laughs> and this is a good one. I, 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 I tell you, he's a good brother. When I went to Bible school, I, I got full of this, that we should speak the word of God. And I sent him a tape. He said, we want to have a tape. He said, oh, no, I'm not sure about this stuff, speaking things. But I sent him one tape. First drug is always free, you know. I sent him free. <laughs> And he started listening to his track. He was, he's a farmer. He has a pig farm. Big, big pig farm. And, so, and after one week he said, I put the tape in the tractor when I was plowing. Can you please send me one more? And I send him every week a new tape, you know. And one day he started buying all the tapes in the whole church, you know. He has tapes, one wall full of tapes right now. He's a tape alcoholic. And not alcoholic. <laughs> tapeaholic. <laughs> he listens to it. And he started to speak. He started to speak, you know. He went out to his farm and said, I bless you, farm. In the name of Jesus, you grow in the name of Jesus. I bless, I bless it. I bless my growing. I bless my pigs in the name of Jesus. And you know what happened? His, his seed started to grow higher than his neighbor's seed. I mean, he, he was so shocked. And he said, the pigs are giving so many births now. So there's not enough of feeding places of the mother's stomachs. We have too many pigs. And his father said, what are you doing with the pigs? They're not sick anymore. We don't have to give them injections. Well, Papa, excuse me, but I'm speaking to them. Hallelujah. I bless them. Listen, that's what you do with your business. Don't go and say, oh, I curse my business. It's terrible. Oh, it's bad times. No, you said, I bless my business. I bless my family. 
I bless my body, I bless my situation. It looks like hell now, but I'm blessing it. Woo, glory to God. Yes, I do. Excuse me, but I'm preaching myself happy here today. It's so, it's so easy to become negative. I remember one day I was in, in Russia. I was sick. I had 40 degrees you know, Celsius, not Fahrenheit, but Celsius. Very, 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 my temperature was going high up. You know. oh. And I didn't want to go up of the bed and go to another city and preach as you travel all that night. I said later, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I went up. And I started to go to the mirror and I started to speak to that man I saw in the mirror there. Have you ever done that in your life? He looked so miserable. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And I decided, I'm going to start to speak to him. So I started to speak to him. You there? Hi there. Are you going to quit now? Are you going to give up now? Just lay here in this bed because you feel bad? No. Okay. You better listen to me now. And for 15 minutes, I even quoted the Bible for him about healing scripture. You are healed to the stripes of Jesus. There are people waiting for you. Go, 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 go. And you know what happened? He obeyed me. He said, let's go. And we went together. Him and I in the mirror. Amen. I said, amen. Amen. And the next morning... The next morning, when I came from, I was healed. And I could go and pray for people, and people get healed, you know. And, and, and one girl, she was six years old, had cancer. She was nearly dying on the hospital, and God healed her. Now I met her sister 20 years later, a few weeks ago, and said, Do you remember when you came and prayed for my sister? Oh, I bet you know, I remember that day. I could have stayed home, but I decided to go. You say something where we have to move out of situations. We would dare to speak the victory. Tell your neighbor, dare to speak the victory. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. It's powerful. Doesn't the Bible say somewhere, let the weak say, I am strong. Maybe the Bible say, one day, <laughs> they will say one day, but maybe the sick shall say, I'm healed. Maybe the poor shall say, I'm blessed. Maybe, maybe the person shall say, who have no money, I will have money. Amen. I think there's a message here. I think there's a word from God here. And even, you know, I really believe that sometimes there are people who speaks things over our life that affects us. Because words are very powerful. You know the Bible says that God spoke and it became? He spoke His word. God didn't have a power to just a little... And then heaven and earth came. No, He said and it became. The same is when, when we speak negative words. Words are creating something. Are you following me? If I say to some, if we say maybe to, to you, brother, when everybody, this, you don't know this, but we say to you, when you before you come, oh, you look so sick today. If ten people say that to him, he will start to believe he's the most sick person in the whole congregation. <laughs> but if we say to you, 
Whoa, you look so beautiful today. So sharp. He would go, ho, ha, ha, yay, man. Words are powerful. Oh, I'm not affected by words. Oh, you better you are. Don't lie to me now. All of us are affected by words. That's because I really, we, we shall encourage each other more than we ever believe in this hour. I think words of encouragement means more than anything else. Are you following what I'm saying? Years ago, it feels like many years ago, when I was younger, <laughs> I'm still young. What are you laughing about? I was young one time. And I had a father that I loved very much, and I still love him. He's, he's with Jesus now. He got saved just two weeks before he died. But uh, when he was young, he was probably the most practical man I had never seen in my life. When he did things, you know, he could take a piece of wood and he makes a beauty of it. I mean, he's just kind of person. And he was even building his own camping wagons. I mean, they were, they were more beautiful than the one you bought in the shop. And I'm, I'm, I was shocked how beautiful it was. And he said, you will be my assistant, he said. I need help. And I thought he's going to train me how to build. But he didn't. When I tried to do something, he said, don't touch it. Whoa. No, 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 no. Just give me the hammer. And the screwdriver, give me the screws. And I was running all day like this. And one time, when he was not there, I tried to do it myself. And he said, no, don't do it. Ha, ha, ha. I said, okay, Baba. And he, one day, he said a word. You, are not, you have a good heart, Carl Gustav, but you are not practical. And then another man said the same thing. And then there was a saying around me. He is a good boy, but he is not practical. Don't give him a hammer. Things can be destroyed, destroyed, you see. And probably was true, I mean, but, and, and I started to believe that. And I grew up by that all my life, until I got my first motorbike, 15 years old. My father gave me a brand new. He said, we better give you a new one, because old one you cannot repair. <laughs> so that was a good thing. My friends had old ones, I had a new one, brand new. But when I made a change oil, I couldn't do it myself. So, so I didn't know what to tell my, my friends. I said, okay, maybe you want to do some mechanic with my, car, my motorbike. Well, yeah, they loved it, you know, they fixed it. And I hide it for them. My family knew the opposite, but everybody else thought I was a technician of first class. Then I got married. And you know what? When you get married, nothing can be hide. <laughs> so the first day of our marriage, we got the apartment, we moved in, and my wife said, you are the man of the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was the most scary thing I never heard in my life. You are the man of the house. I said, and I thought, what does that mean? Well, that means you do all the practical thing. I do the kitchen and you do this stuff. And first of all, just put up the curtains. And I thought, How? But I didn't want to say it to her. I said, okay, of course. And I thought, do, do you know a little bit uh, how you do it? I mean, not how you do it, but well, here's, here's some. My father gave to me some. From, I can do it myself in five minutes, he said. He said but, but you are the man of the house. You're supposed to do these things. Okay. 
I opened that thing and I didn't know a clue what to do. I'd only be carrying these things, you know. <laughs> and I opened, there was a drilling machine there. I find a drill and I, must be holes, <laughs> screws. Okay. And I thought, mm, it was beton, you know. It took me four hours to make four holes. There came smoke out of the machine. I was... It was hell on earth. It was terrible. The man of the house had a bad start. Bad start. So finally, I get it up and it was a little raw like this, but I pushed that down and pushed that down. I said, Monica, it's finished. And she came in and said, wow, you finished it. Took a long time, but... And she went to it to, to check it. And she did like this, and... <laughs> everything came out. And landed over her head. We looked like two rabbis, you know. Was there, was... Oh, I tell you, did we have a time that day? She said, I think something's wrong here. And I said, yeah. Maybe first of all, these drills are for wood, not for beton. No wonder it took four hours to make these holes. Okay, so it's different. Okay. So I changed it. And I start again. And now I make new holes. It looks like the machine gun has been there on that wall. Now I went faster, but after a few hours I was up again and she came in and now she opened the door and the vibration from the door and the curtain came out again. And she said, Carl, I don't want to you know, interfere with your work. This is the first day of our marriage, so you have to be careful. You know. uh, but I think you should have a smaller... You know, she, she has never been like that, do-do. She can say, when I drive too fast, you know, there's a policeman right here. And if you drive too fast, it can be fee, you know. I drive, never drive too fast, but if it could happen. That's how she does it. She's, she's just, oh. Maybe you should have, you see, you have to have a smaller hole than the screws. Okay. That's a good thought. I, I, I receive that. See that. I was sweating. Uh, and I started again. And, and then I, I said, and then she said, but you know what? I, I can do this for you, she said. If you go to the kitchen and you do that thing. Okay. I went out. After 10 minutes, she called me and said, not on the telephone, but she just said, now it's finished. And I said, I'm going to check this out. And it was like a stone. And I looked on all the holes in the wall, and it was a memory. In our marriage, for a couple of years, we stayed there. And when she went out, I cried. What a start of a marriage. And I heard these words, you are not practical. You cannot, you, who are you, you know? Bad and yeah. It was not any negative people, but it was just the devil used it to accuse me, to put me down. And two years went by, and uh, my wife said, we need a new carpet in the, in the living room. Who shall do that for us? 
Can you imagine she never said, you, can you do that anymore? She said, who does she do that for us now? And I said, yeah, who should do that? <laughs> we, we started to go through the situation, you know. Finally, to make a long story short, we came up with a man, and I went to my room to pray, and I hear the Spirit of God saying to me, do you know who's going to put this carpet in? I said, no, you. And I said, I resist you, Satan. I nearly, nearly. <laughs> and he said, you can do this. And he gave me scripture, says Philippians 4.13. I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. I get so excited. You know what I went? I, 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 I said to my wife, I ran down. First of all, I started say with my mouth, I can do, I can cut in this carpet in the name of Jesus. Uh, and I, the faith was arising and I knew God was speaking to my life, not about carpets, about all my life. Can do this. Can do this. And I came down the kitchen like Superman. You know, Clark Kent was gone. I mean, glasses off. I had super. I was. I said, Monica, do you know who's going to put in this carpet? I said, No. You are looking at that man right now. Do you know what she said? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do it, Gusta. Do you know what can happen? I said, hey, I'm going to do it. My mother called, Gusta, don't do it. <laughs> you know. And my wife said, you can cut your fingers off. How would that, your sons will see no fingers on your life. I said, stop it. I'm gonna, and I went and I bought the sharpest knife I could find. I bought the carpet. I rolled it out of my bedroom. And I took my knife and started praying tongues. <laughs> this was a life moment for me. And my wife and my mother, because she came down with the car, everybody was there. and the whole was, People called me, don't do it, don't do it. I said, I do it. And I took the knife and, and my wife said, can, I, can we look? I said, no. Jesus always drove out all unbelief before he did miracles. Get out. Close the door. No unbelief here. And you know what happened? I really, I really took the knife. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I cut the whole carpet in. It was perfect, except one place. But I put a chair over there. Nobody saw that. <laughs> Until this day, nobody, I think, will see it. But you know what happened? Something broke in my life. Oh, I just want to cry when I think about it. Two years later, I built my own house with my hand. I think we have a picture of my house here. I think I have a picture. There it is. I built that house. That's my house. It's still standing. I didn't know how to build it, but I had a, I had a book in my left hand and a hammer in my right hand. I did like this, and I built it, and I built it, and I built it. It took me eight weeks to build it. Oh, and it's still standing. Hallelujah. Sometimes words can be spoken over us. And it can affect the rest of our life. Today, God is going to speak his word over your life. 
and set you free. In Jesus' name. I said in Jesus' name. And I want you to start to say today, everything shall be well. I want you to start to say things about your life when, when things are bad. Oh, it's looked bad now, but everything's going to be well. Uh, it's going to be fine. In Russian we say, That means, wow, it's going to be well. It's going to be well. God has a plan for me. We're going to take this land, Caleb said. We shall be people who says, we can do it. We can do it. In Jesus' name. I know time is running out, but I, 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 I was so much to share about this, but let me say to you finally before I stand up. It's time for you to start to change your speaking. Change the negative to the faith talk. Dare to speak the victory today. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org.